Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott, and Kellen Kennedy with you. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. They've got 14 Edmonton and area locations, four in Calgary, one in Red Deer, one in Regina, one in Saskatoon. And you can uh, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza, either the Mediterranean Chicken or the Texan. There you have it. Um do you want to mention uh, contract equipment will be bringing you Craig McTavish McTavish on Mondays here on Oilers Now and MacT's inaugural appearance on Oilers Now with uh, a regular hit uh, will be Monday from 5.05 until 6 o'clock as we head off to the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline and welcome another new regular to our show but he's not a newbie for you listeners out there uh, for uh, close to 20 years now he's been part of the Oilers Radio Network because I'm going in the year 16 and he joined the, the club a couple years before that as our inside the game analyst uh, rob brown's appearance is brought to you today by legacy heating and cooling whether it's heating or cooling you need get it with no payments and no interest for a year that's how you build a legacy legacy heating and cooling you know what he was a popular guy when he played and he was a popular guy this off season but he's still a part of our team hello rob how you doing I'm doing very good, Bob. How are you? Oh, you know, living the dream. Uh, interesting times. We had an old teammate of yours for 45 uh, minutes to open the show today, Jeff Jackson, uh, a guy I think you two would have, was it Chicago where he ended up uh, maybe in Mike Keenan's, uh, well, I don't know if you were in the doghouse with Keenan at the time, <laughs> but uh, he is a, Jackson's a former teammate of yours, isn't he? I think we crossed paths very, very briefly with the Blackhawks under Keenan. And, and yes, at times I was in, well, I've been in every coach's doghouse. Uh, Keenan's doghouse was just a little bit meaner than most of the other ones. Yeah. Uh, give me your thoughts. I mean, your your father, Bob Brown, is a, was one of the greatest executives of all time in the Western Hockey League, worked for the Oilers organization for several years as a scout. I mean, if you were to touch all the bases in terms of the things that you would be looking for, uh, in a guy to head up uh, hockey operations staff as a CEO, a former player who went to law school, who had previous uh, management experience in a Canadian market, who then went on to represent, you know, back-to-back number one overall picks, including yours, uh, in Connor McDavid, the world's best player. I, you know, Jeff Jackson checks a lot of the boxes, doesn't he, Rob? Well, he does, and 
I think the biggest thing in the stuff that I read and hear more and more about with him is his communication skills. And I think that's the biggest thing nowadays is uh, when I played, you were told what to do and you listened and you did it. But I think nowadays players, uh, players and coaches and everyone wants to know why. And you've got to be able to talk to them and tell them why. And I think that's something that he's going to bring to the table as well and uh, a fresh set of eyes for a team that wants to get over that hump. It's no longer uh, let's make the playoffs. It's no longer let's, uh, you know, let's have the best power play. Let's have a good regular season. This is win Stanley Cup or it's a failure of a season. And they just went and found someone else and give them a new fresh set of eyes to see if they can get them over that hump. Were you surprised how quickly he moved to change out Tyler Wright and bring in Rick Bracey? Uh, yeah, I, I was. Um, I've known I've known Tyler Wright for a long, long time. Played with him in Pittsburgh for three years. Uh, really like him as a person. Good guy. Good guy. Oh, fantastic guy. And unfortunately, in in hockey and in professional sports, it doesn't always work out for everybody, especially for good people. But he'll land on his feet. But yeah, I was a little surprised. But. Uh, again, I think that just shows the urgency there is now in Edmonton. This isn't a three-year plan, four-year plan. This isn't, let's see if we can put a couple good years together, and then we'll just start pushing to see where we can push this envelope. This is win a Stanley Cup, and win a Stanley Cup now. So uh, I think that the new fresh set of eyes came in and said, hey, we need something different. Why am I going to wait a year or two down the road? Let's do it now. Yeah, Rob, I was uh, down in meetings today at Rogers Place, and, uh, you know, we were able to do a couple interviews. That We had Zach Hyman on today, and we're going to have uh, some of the, you know, higher-profile players on this week, along with Jay Woodcroft. Uh, heavy turnout for captain skates. Uh, this is something that's really evolved from when you played. I mean, did you ever go to the uh, <laughs> Kevin Primo conditioning camp at the U of A back in the uh, early, uh, you know, early late August, early September? Did you do everything possible to avoid that? Uh, I, I, I did go to it. I, I have been. It was oiler heavy. Yeah. So it was a little odd when, when I went. I remember going once, and I, Jeff Sanderson and I were on a line. I can't remember where the other guy was, and we went up against Dougie Waite's line the whole time. It was oiler heavy. I did a lot of Perry Pern yeah. stuff, but uh, we never had one where the team came together. Uh, I, I, I remember my first training camp. I was walking. We walked across the lawn. I probably told it on this show before, but we got dressed in a high school, walked across the lawn to the rink, fully dressed other than our skates home dresser and i was walking and i was walking with 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 mario lemieux and he was about to go on the ice he had a cigarette in his mouth and this was the first time he was going to put his skates on the entire year like he hadn't trained at all so there was no captain skates when i played you went to training camp to get into shape so completely different now and i have utmost respect for for connor for for leading this he's got one thing in mind this year and that's winning stanley cup yeah, uh, there's no way a guy can say no to it, right? Like if you, you, you can't. Like it, it's like it's it's if you're for most people, it's if your boss calls you and says, "Hey, we're having this get together tonight. We really think you should be here." Like there's no way you're turning it down. Well, I mean, the captain Connor, he, he is the boss. This is his team, and if the the, the best player in the world has time in his schedule to run a practice, I think that everyone else is going to say, well, geez, I probably could make time too for that. Uh, I, 
I've been around a lot of teams in my life, playing for them, uh, being part of them, uh, watching them. I, I don't know if I've seen a commitment from a core group, especially from the two best players in the world, like I've seen from Connor and Leon. And there's been a lot of teams I've been on where the best players were not even close to being the hardest working players, yeah. not even in the top ten. But on this team, their best players, and you can throw Darnell Nurse on the back end, those are your three hardest working players on this team. It's really hard as any other player, especially someone down further as a role player, to not have 100% commitment every single day because you're watching your leaders do it. I think, Robin, you may have talked about this before. That's why I was so frustrated going back to 2020 when the Oilers lost coming out of the pandemic and there was criticism, oh, they'll never win with Connor and Leon. I'm like, you know, Connor and Leon had 15 combined points in four games. Connor had nine points in four games. Leon had six. They were both pluses against Chicago in that series. Edmonton didn't lose that series because of Connor and Leon. They lost because the organization hadn't built enough depth. They had a couple goaltenders that were older, that had kids, that I don't think were necessarily enthralled and even playing in those situations. Uh, the organization made a trade for Mike Green. He didn't even report. He didn't want to play. He opted out, never played again in the NHL. Um, Athanasiu was a complete no-show. Ethan Bear was not in shape in that play. Brief play in it. And I just, it sort of frustrated me and I urged me and I know it kind of did for you as well like why would blaming an organization's best players when when they're an imperfectly built team to me it kind of defies logic and now the orders are getting closer but the, the, you know Brad Trailiving goes to Toronto and he's looking at Austin Matthews and, and William Nylander have those guys dug in with all due respect and Austin's a hell of a player but he hasn't produced come playoff time or even Matthews and Marner near the level of Connor and Leon over the last two years. And to me, it's an indication of how dug in Connor and Leon are, Rob. Well, it is. I tell you, the, the intensity that both of those players have is, is second to none. <laughs> you watch them in interviews. You watch them in the pregame skate. You watch them during the national anthem. I mean, for me as a player, that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at all these other places away from just the game to see how dialed in those players are and just to listen to them at the end of the season last year i mean leon was the one that came out and said uh, it's stanley cape stanley cup or bust there's nothing else i mean if you just look at personal success over the last number of years these two have had incredible success connor and leon yet neither one of them are even close to being satisfied with where they are in the national hockey league and they want a championship, and good on them. And that's good for this franchise, and it's good for the city because their best players have one goal in mind this year. It's not winning an Art Ross, it's not winning a Hart. It's simple, win the Stanley Cup. And there will be ups and downs during the season, but I tell you, this is one of those you want to ride the team the entire way. You just want to continue to watch because this could be a special year. 100% Rob, and hey, you know who thinks it's going to be special? TNT and ESPN. They picked the Oilers to they've got the most games nationally in the U.S. Final question for you. Uh, I, I'm going to be really intrigued to see what happens with Holloway and Broberg. We've seen McLeod and Bouchard etch out a part of uh, uh, the team here over the last couple of years in the playoffs. Who will you be watching more closely, Philip Broberg or, conversely, Dylan Holloway? I'll be watching Broberg more closely because I'm not sold as to whether he can be a top-four defenseman yet. 
I, I have full confidence that Holloway is going to be a very good player in this league. Uh, I think he he plays a, a, a lot like Evander Kane without the anger. Uh, he's physical. He's a bull. He can skate. He's got good hands. Uh, I think he got caught up last year a couple uh, unfortunate mistakes or bad breaks early with a couple turnovers, I think, affected his confidence. But I love everything about Holloway's game. I see him as a top six player uh, going forward at some point and one that can contribute. Uh, to me, he's, he's Evander Kane light, and that's a good thing. Uh, so I, I, I've got full confidence in him. Broberg's the one that – I mean, the Oilers are a very, very, very good offensive team. But we saw in the playoffs, offense doesn't always win. You got to be able to stop the puck from going in the other net, into your net. So they need. You got Dayarnay. What's he going to do at this level for a whole season? Um, uh, Cece, uh, is he still capable of being as good as he's been at times? I mean, those are question marks. Goaltending again. Skinner was very good, but in the playoffs he wasn't good enough. So there's going to be question marks there. But one way to help goaltending is by having defense to play a sound game in front of them. They need that out of Broberg because they need his contract. That's a big contract to have at what he's making to be able not have to go out and get someone else. Rob, great stuff. I look forward to having you on the show once a week, and obviously you're a huge part of things with Reed Wilkins in the face-off show and overtime open line. And, uh, hey, keep working it, man. Thanks for joining us. Thanks a lot, Bob. Take care. You bet. That's Rob Brown again. For legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy heating and cooling. We're going to engage Brendan Escott at this time. As we go to listing and orders history for New West Travel, again, we got our four-night Nashville road trip. You fly nonstop with Flair Airlines and watch the orders play the Predators in October. Call New West Travel or visit newwesttravel.com. Uh, we are going to have an event the night before the game in Nashville. Brendan Escott will be hosting Oilers now and I'll see if I'm in any condition to do the game the next time. Just kidding. It was a pretty good time last time. (laughs) It was a good goal. Did the all-nighter. You know what I'm saying? The old wraparound. The old wraparound. What do you got for us? Okay, we'll go back to 1999. This was, I was pretty young at this point, but I do remember backup Bob Asenza, who uh, actually signed on this date with the Phoenix Coyotes after three seasons in Edmonton. He won 22 games with the Oilers, posting a 271 goals against average. Uh, he spent one season in Phoenix, and then he signed in Vancouver, where young Brendan figured out who he was. Oh, there you go. There you have it. <laughs> All right. It is 6.47 in Edmonton. We'll take a quick timeout. Reed Wilkins says Inside Sports coming up tonight. Uh, we'll bring him in when we return. You're going to head off to a text on the Ashley Five Floors text line at 651. I've not heard from Chris and Victoria for a while. Hey, Bob, new time slot, but one thing that hasn't, Bob talking about fights that happened 40 years ago that nobody cares about. Evolve, Bob. I love fights, too. Uh, still like them, uh, but nobody cares about it anymore. Not part of the game. Certainly not worth discussing every single show that you do. Well, you know what? Some other listeners might have a slightly different opinion uh, than you, Chris, and and that's okay. So I was just talking to Reed Wilkins, who's hopped in from Inside Sports. He's going to be on 7 to 8. That's part of the changes here. Uh, Orders now 5 to 7. Inside Sports 7 to 8. Reed's still going to do the the face-off show and overtime open line. Brendan Escott's going to do the countdown to the kickoff. uh, Brendan, do you call it, for the record, do you call it overtime open line post-game? What do you call it? Oh, oh, no. It's the points after show on 630. Not know that. Well, I don't blame you for that. I'm just saying that's not that was was, yes, that was the bar back in the day. The points after legendary bar. 
Chris doesn't want to hear about that because he doesn't like hearing about anything from 40 years ago. That was actually 50 years ago. Uh, Reed, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing okay, Bob. How are you? Chris, keep texting us. If you think of ways we you think we can improve, I'm all ears. Uh, all right, so here you go. Uh, 7-8, uh, and, uh, you know, a lot of hockey talk on today's show, obviously, in Oilers now, uh, but the Elks are coming off hard loss yeah. in the Labor Day Classic. You know, Bob, it, it's it's difficult, uh, certainly watching it, even when Calgary got within, I guess, uh, 11 or whatever. They, I guess they got it down to 10, uh, yeah. and then you start thinking, like, well, Here we go. this isn't good, and with a good team, you wouldn't even be worried, right? You'd be like, whatever, that's a garbage-time touchdown. You put it away. Uh, I, I know it's it's tough to hear, and fans have been hearing this for a while, but unfortunately, that's where the Elks are at as, yeah. as a team right now. They now they, they put away Hamilton and Ottawa, who aren't nearly as good. Right. I, I don't actually think Calgary's a great team, but their quarterback can chuck it when he gets hot. And he got hot, and the Elks couldn't cool him off. I hope, and, and a buddy texted me this right after the game. He said, disappointing, hate losing to Calgary. But hopefully that's a game they win next year, and I, and I and I know people hate hearing that because, and and quite frankly, Bob, the the problem, the, the thing that's going to haunt this season in the end, isn't going to be so much yesterday's game. It's the first eight. I yeah. mean, I look at these last four games, and, and I think that's yeah. kind of how I thought the season would go. They'd be competitive. They'd beat Hamilton and Ottawa most of the time. They'd probably never beat Winnipeg or BC. And they'd probably blow a couple games they should have won just because they don't have the savvy, and they'd win between six and eight. Now it's going to be tough to get to six, but I mean Ford gives them hope. Hopefully he keeps developing, and and I don't sense, you know, I don't like because I think a couple of years there of these tough years there have been there has been some quit in the locker room and some guys who were waiting to get home at the end of the season. I don't sense that this year. I mean I, I sense still some excitement, and I think Ford and Jackson. And Jackson at OC has given them a bit of a boost here. All right, what do you got coming tonight on Inside Sports? Well, it's, oddly enough, the show's just half an hour tonight because the Elks this week is the first. Uh, it's usually on Monday, but it's Tuesday, so I'm, I'm going to go over out the Elk stuff. Okay. Uh, I know I already got some emails uh, from a couple listeners that wanted to chime in, so we'll get some of your feedback as well. But we'll kind of take a closer look at last night's game, where the season is headed, uh, where the Labor Day series is at, and then Morley Scott has the Elks this week, 7.30. All right, uh, here's what we got coming up for you. Mondays and Fridays, we do want to mention uh, Frank Cervelli will join us for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. Live standard bed racing returns to Century Mile Racetrack and Casino Friday, September 9th. For more information, head to the horses.com. Tomorrow, we are jammed. Uh, the orders are going to have a media availability on October's Heritage Classic. We will have a sit-down one-on-one conversation with Edmonton Orders forward Connor McDavid. Elliot Friedman will join us uh, from NHL uh, Hockey and Rogers for Abe's Door Service. And the Gator, Jason Smith, the captain of the Oilers, when uh, the Heritage Classic was last played in Edmonton, he will be uh, on our show. Reed Wilkins has Inside Sports. Special thanks to Kellen Kennedy and Brendan Escott for their contributions into tonight's Oilers Now. James Dunn is up with a global news weather traffic update then Reed Wilkins inside sports.